baby! <laughs> Eating a Godfather's pizza? Yeah, it's it's a very Midwestern pizza. What does that mean? A lot thick of crust? Yeah, a lot yeah. of thick crust, yeah. Chicago kind of style? Major <laughs> luck. Welcome to Set Jetter Park. My name is Tom Cohen. Say hello to my little friend! Hello! Yeah, you gotta let it breathe. We haven't even seen it. It's terrible. Uh, you know, it's not made for us. This is a family film. Sometimes shit happens, someone has to deal with it, and who are you gonna call? You know? That's all we have. He enjoys set jetting, he enjoys Madonna, and he enjoys Varsity Pizza. Without further ado, here's Robbie. Happy Saturday, Robert. Happy Saturday to you. How's the world treating you, sir? Um, pretty good. I'm just, it's fall. It's nearly Halloween time, or it is Halloween time, I guess, if you're, you're in stores, but I'm excited. It's the best time of year. I agree with you. It's always a good time of year, especially where you are and where I'm from, the East Coast. Uh, late September, early October, where you can smell, you know, fireplaces being lit and bonfires and the village and signs are on repeat <laughs> on AMC and you're just, it's just that time of year. That's true. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the time, obviously, all the channels are playing all the horror movies. So if you're channel surfing, there's always something good on. Always something good on. And I feel like for Halloween this year, at least during the month of October, for Set Jet or Saturdays, we should gear them more towards the horror genre since yes you know i i speaking of i did watch malignant finally uh i've been avoiding that and i heard it was kind of crazy and it is (laughs) and it is i haven't watched it yet all right you'll you'll have to see for yourself what was your what's your takeaway though did you was it good not great uh not great like (laughs) (laughs) just not great there, there's some head scratching. I, I, there, there's, it was kind of a fun movie, kind of in that respect. You know, like it's kind of a wild, to me, almost kind of throwback. You know, you had the wild, uh, you know, Peter Jackson and uh, what, is that Eaten Alive movie? Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Um, but kind of the Reanimator, where it's kind of beyond, kind of craziness, almost trauma-like, but interspersed yeah. with conjuring moments. <laughs> Was it buried alive? Buried alive. Is that no? No, not buried alive. I can't remember what, but anyway. So I think I know you, you'll, you're just gonna have to see it for yourself. I like it. I'm I'm curious about this. Um, I haven't watched Malignant. I did watch Signs though again. Yes. And it got better with age. Um, it. I've, I don't think I've rewatched that. I did watch. I watched The Bodyguard, and I watched uh, Casino, and Casino still holds up very well. Casino does hold up. Yeah. I There's tears. What's that? Yeah, I just got it in 4K, so I had to check it out. Oh, nice. Yeah, Casino is like on the tiers of like mafia movies. It's The Godfather, Goodfellas, Casino. Those are like the top three for me. Yes. Um, we did talk about in the last show um, different movies and things like that. And we, I, I don't know if we mentioned Signs or I think I just watched it recently and you commented on it. But I was talking to somebody back that I went to school with about Signs. And I was like, do you remember when they filmed that? That was like a big deal around, you know, Doylestown and you know, they were like, uh, oh, I know somebody that, like, worked on the set there. And I was like, oh, which one? The one in um, the, the exterior set on Bristol Road? Um, I think it was Bristol Road. And they were like, uh, yeah, I think so. And I was like, well, what did they do? Were they on set for a while? Were they building? And they're like, look, I was just, like, in college drinking. I don't really know <laughs> about science. And I was like, no, you will answer these questions. You... And then I realized I was just grilling them about them. Yeah. Like, well, what did they do? I need to know. <laughs> and they were like, I, I don't know, Clark. I don't know. They just like helped build the house. That was it. 
Yeah. And I'm like, did they though? Or were they just trying to be cool and say they did? Because that's kind yeah. of like a SAG job. Were they just a uh, yeah. local? So I was really getting into it. Hired help and just maybe they were in charge of pushing down the corn, you know. You never know. M- maybe. Um, before we get into 2004's highest grossing films and do they still hold up, um, we, I just got to mention we watched Mystic River again, Robert and I, this week. Yes. And I did watch The Town again. Yes. Mystic River. <laughs> and my brother, which I did not know uh, until the other day, he's in Boston this week. Oh. So I've been calling him like left and right and going, yeah, I need to see IDs until ah, Patty's a, 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 you know, identified here. And he's like, ugh. He's like, hey, yeah, it's a good movie. And I'm just like, these fucking firefighters. And he's like, oh, like, I've just been bombarding him nonstop. You know, I wonder if aliens watched our movies and they're like, geez, Boston is like the worst town in America. Like, <laughs> you know, you, the, the Departed. The Departed. Um, it's just like, like, what is this place? <laughs> Is that my daughter in there? <laughs> Look into my eyes. <laughs> and I forget, I always forget, like, I always forget Laura Linney's in it, and she's kind of barely in it. Right. Uh, but, but that kind of last cold look she gives, it's like, oof, that's just. It's ruthless. Yeah, it is. So no wonder she's, no wonder she's in Ozark. <laughs> Their daddy's a king. A king does what he has to do. <laughs> oh, cringe. <laughs> But a great, a great film, though. We both agree. We've mentioned last show. It still holds up. Yeah, it does. All right. So tonight's show, very special. We're here with the, uh, the author, the blogger, of course, and the host here at Set Jetter Set Saturdays, Robert Patterson. Uh, check out his work at set-jetter.com. And these are 2004's highest grossing films, according to Box Office Moho. Um, Mojo. And then Honorable Mentions, right? Yeah, um, which is... Good we have honorable mentions. This top 10 list is, Ooh. I'm not impressed. Not no. impressed. This is a tough one to sit through. <laughs> no, actually, I'll get to it. But okay. the, one of the ones in the top 10 is my favorite film of all time. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I'll, well, well, we'll get to that, I guess. We'll get to that. But yeah. I, I agree with you, though, overall. Is um, it Spider-Man 2? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Spider-Man 2 will have a mention on the uh, social media response uh, later. Oh, okay. But, uh. Okay, so kick us off, Robert. What was the highest grossing film of 2004? Shrek 2. Can't tell you a single plot subplot about this movie, but number one. Shrek 2. Mm-hmm. I felt like we just covered this, but I suppose that was just Shrek. <laughs> it was probably just Shrek. I feel like I saw Shrek in 4D more than I've seen any of the Shrek movies. Oh, At, okay. at Universal, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. You usually have to sit through that. I'm like, ah, oh, all right. <laughs> I think I don't Shrek's... Think it's gone, I think. It is gone, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I saw that in um, the Florida one when that was oh. out, too. It was, I guess, fun at the time. But um, Shrek 2, is that the soundtrack of, you know, Smash Mouth and that? That was so big that summer? I don't know. Was that the first one? or is, I don't. I don't know. Anyway. Well, it did really well. Yeah. And that's why we will always have Shrek movies. And we always will, of course. Uh, number two, what do we have? Spider-Man 2. The Return of Spidey. <laughs> Which one was Spider-Man 2? Who was the villain? Um, Octo, what's the guy with the... He's going to be back in the new one, too. Yeah. Um, from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Octo Guy. Yeah, Octo Guy. <laughs> I'm sure that's his name. Octo <laughs> Something like that. Octo. But, uh, yeah. 
So um, it was, I remember at the time, it felt a little bit better than Spider-Man, kind of like the Superman 2 of, you know, where it's a, a little lighter, but a little bit more fun. You kind of get rid of the origin story stuff. And and yeah. just like Superman 3, the catastrophe of Spider-Man 3, which Ooh. I did, it happened to be on the, like, I knew it was like the last part of it. And I'm like, I'm going to see which ending I missed. So I, I walked out at the right time. So <laughs> it's funny that you rewatched it. You tried to like give it another chance. Well, not the whole movie. It was just it was right near the end. I'm like, oh, I might as well just see what I missed. Yeah, I paid for it. So you did. Yeah, not as good as the bodyguard, but it's up there. No, I actually, yeah, the bodyguard was kind of like you know what it is. It is like a perfect '90s movie. Was it a '90s movie? It was '92. It certainly I think. was. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So for everything, uh. As kind of goofy as it is, I'm like it. It actually still holds up as a perfect '90s crime. Thriller. And you trust Costner? You trust him in that? Farmer. It's like I don't remember. Farmer. It's like what? Farmer. Um, Spider-Man Two. Does that still hold up? No. No. I'm just saying. No. All right. Uh, number three, Passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson's directorial debut. Maybe. I don't know. This still holds up for me. This is my favorite film of all time. Is it? It is. Not in the sense that I like watch it all the time because it's not a movie you can watch all the time. It's, it's very not gritty. Your, not your feel-good movie go-to. No, it's like... not. Hey, you want to watch uh, Breakfast <laughs> at Tiffany's or eh, Passion, maybe. Yeah. Bring it over to friends Saturday night like, hey, everybody. <laughs> Look what I brought. But it is my favorite film in the sense, you know, as I'm a Catholic man and all that stuff. Yeah. But the the mo- emotion it left me with the 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 um the way it touched me as a film that it was very powerful and to me that was a very um very powerful film obviously but to evoke that kind of um you know those kind of emotions and i i feel like is a very special kind of filmmaking and very rare so for that reason alone i, I respect the movie but like i said it's not a movie you know you, you watch all the time because it's a, no. it's a hard it's a hard movie to watch no I'm surprised uh, it's number three too. I guess, I guess Shrek because this made like six hundred some million, but I guess it would have to be Shrek or Spider Man to beat Passion. Probably, I guess. But for for Shrek and Spider Man, obviously that was kind of people going back for repeat viewings. I'm not sure how many people kept going back to Passion of the Christ, but it probably just did really well during its initial release. Right, and he made a killing off that. I mean. He, Mel Gibson pretty much funded that because no studio wanted to touch it because it's mm-hmm. so controversial. And then they talked about that in Entourage. Do you remember uh, Vince was talking about turning down a role and Ari Gold goes, hey, how about all those studios that turned down Passion of the Christ? Jesus ain't saving them. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, the painful Entourage, I don't... <laughs> the painful. You're not an Entourage guy. Well, you know, the first couple seasons, like, yeah, whatever, and then yeah. that just... Yeah. No. yeah, yeah, it got pretty bad. But yeah. Have you seen Passion of the Christ? Just once, yeah. Yeah, theatrically? Uh, no. 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 Okay. So, All right, uh, what do we got for number four? Harry Potter and the Prisoner of... Azkaban. Az- okay. <laughs> That's how I know the movies of something. And the Prisoner of Oz. And the, <laughs> and the, and the Wizard of Azkaban. I have seen this theatrically because my friend was a fan, and so we had to go all see, see them, but... Of course. No. No? Not doing it for the set chatter? Not doing it. Sorry. I don't I could go visit green screens, I guess. And <laughs> The Prisoner of Oz. All right. Um 
I I don't think I've ever seen this, sir. So I'm going to yield to you. I will say no on that. Good bet. Man, this is a rough list. Number five is The Incredibles. The Incredibles, I still, I still, I'll still watch this in a hotel, and I think I might own it on Blu-ray or DVD. So yeah. I don't know if I've actually opened the case, but <laughs> I liked it at the time. <laughs> Me too. It was yeah. cute. I, I like that you you own it, but you didn't open the case, but you have it. <laughs> like you want it in your collection. You never know, just in case, you know that. You somebody never comes know. Over like, hey, I'm like, well, thankfully I have it. I know. I you know. I have American sweethearts in its case back here, waiting for that one special night. <laughs> you somebody... know, somebody on eBay is just waiting for like a sealed <laughs> copy of that. <laughs> you know, I have two copies of American sweethearts. Oh, like one got scratched or something. It wasn't mine. It was Jen's. So I bought another one, but I kept the old one. So there's like two copies <laughs> next to each other. So if you're looking at the DVDs behind me, it's like almost famous American sweethearts twice. I'm like, just coasters, come on. What's happening? Um, but Incredible still holds up. Yeah, I think it's good. So, Good assessment. Number six, The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> Which really, now you look at that, I'm like, uh, that's just spring 2021. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, in retrospect, you're like, yeah, it's just yeah. Katrina or um, not Katrina, Hurricane Sandy in New York. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Remember how crazy it was to see all the water coming down the street in New York? Like, eh, you know, last year. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it does have some ludicrousness, uh, but yeah. Well, like when um, uh, the guys, when Jake Gyllenhaal's dad, I forget who plays him, it's um, Meg Ryan's ex husband, whatever. Uh, Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid. When he's like digging through the snow and like that was kind of a weird thing. You know, they're like, like, how far were they traveling in the snow? Like they, from D.C. to New York? Walking? Yeah. And they made it in a matter of days. <laughs> y- like. Yeah. I, um, they might have even been farther, but they were at least yeah. in D.C. area. And that That's quite a trek in the snow to walk. Yeah, apparently they didn't have to reverse. Ri- I guess they were all just over snow, so they just had to reverse malls, apparently. But, right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so yeah, not much made sense, and there was just nah, no, so it does not hold up. And yeah. you might watch a few of the uh disaster scenes uh, if you're flipping through, and then you move on once people start talking. That's what it's for the disaster scenes, correct? I do like that during um, I think it was Hurricane Sandy, they showed a still of this movie, it went viral of when the wave was washing over the Statue of Liberty, yeah, and people are like, This is the damage in New York, and you're like, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Okay. Was that Fox? Was it who? <laughs> yeah, it was something. It was one of those. But yeah. yeah, that was like being shared, and you're like, oh, <sighs> okay. But yeah, so I agree with you. They, the After Tomorrow doesn't hold up. I, I wasn't really a gaga over it at the time, you know. But no, but you have to go. You went. To, you were still going to just in case, you know. Is it Roland Emmerich? You know, had it. I was like, well, maybe this time he's figured it out. But right. Yeah, yeah maybe you'll get it right. Yeah. But doesn't yeah. hold up. Nope. Um. It's number s- <laughs> number seven, <laughs> Robert. I and this the born supremacy and is this the first one the eighth one I don't know this is the this is kind of like the Fast and Furious to me like <laughs> yeah yeah right they run together this yeah. is the second one okay weird title too even at the time like the supremacy like what are you doing I'm sure there's a lot of talking on phones right. I I did not see this so. I've seen this one. It's a lot of car chases and choppy editing. Yeah. 
zooming in from a satellite going, we have them on the Berlin Bridge, and they cut to people running. And then, yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of that. So I, I will take your word on one way or the other if it holds up or not. But yeah, I'm sure this made people a lot of money. Yeah, if you enjoy the Bourne series, this holds up. It's the same as the other one, so you'll enjoy it. <laughs> but not much different than the others. Yeah. Number, we eight, have number eight, Shark Tale, which I have not seen. I have not seen this either. Is this like a Pixar kind of thing? Should be. I feel like I'm sure I've seen trailers for it, but Robert De Niro's in this. Will Smith, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie, Scorsese. Jeez. Wow. Casino too. Yeah. Uh, Shark Tale. (laughs) Shark Tale. Uh, Not familiar with this. I don't know what studio it is, but... Oh, DreamWorks. Maybe it is a a mob movie, and somehow it got to be number eight. Like, this is just a big money laundering. Yes. (laughs) Hey, where'd all these these merchandise sharks come from? (laughs) Hey, they fell off a truck. Forget about it. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. We're going to Godfather's Pizza later. All the money's going to Kansas City. All the money's going to Kansas. You're only out of here because of me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. We're, so we we don't know. We haven't seen Shark Tale. Yeah, but if you love it, good for you. If you love it, good for you. And number nine is Winter. Tom Hanks plays every character. I think Robert doesn't like this film. I've never seen it. I saw the trailer, and the trailer was scary. Blasphemous. Um, (laughs) No, but yeah. So it was was one of those creepy dead-eye CGI trailers. I don't know what the actual movie was like, but I felt like that'd be like two hours of that. Well, have you read the book as a kid? No. Okay. It's a a good book. I think it was a Caldecott winner. So it it was a good children's book. I read it in the 80s when it came out. I think think the book helped persuade me to like this movie more but you're right it came out the it was the first film i think where it was completely cgi in, in that sense of what they did um uh, but yeah it still holds up it's a it, it, it does its job it's a good children's movie and okay. um, you know it's it's cute it didn't scare kids i don't there are some scary parts actually yeah. truly where yeah it gets a little like there's some old toys that like are missing eyes and it's it's kind of creepy but <laughs> But 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 it's interesting. Your your buddy's in this movie. The guy that like touched your forehead at the Hollywood show the other day. Eddie Deason. Yeah, he's in there. He plays he? the annoying kid. That's just like, hey, what are you doing? Well, he's in jail now, or was in jail, so he can he can stay away from me. So he's in jail. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, he assaulted somebody in a restaurant or something. He was being goofy. Um, it was just like a week after, a week or two after I met him. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ah, poor oh, Eddie. yeah. Wow. Here he really is in jail throwing yeah. plates and food at, at, <laughs> at sheriff deputies. Yeah. I remember it was like, uh, you just don't do that. So, well, he's a little too touchy if he's putting his hands on people. Yeah. He That's, was, yeah. I read somebody, of course, people were saying that to him. I'm like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Wow. I wonder if because you didn't touch his forehead back, that set him off. Uh, yeah. He was like, he's, he was still thinking about it. <laughs> Anyway, um, Polar Express still holds up, though, for me. All right. Uh, what do we have for number 10? 10 uh, seems to be on every, at least every <laughs> other trip in a hotel, and we are talking about National Treasure. Yes. 
we are talking about national treasure. Whether you're going to the bathroom on a plane, sitting in a hotel room, or at a restaurant lounge at a sandals resort, in the background you will always find national treasure. Um, so it, it's a hotel watch, more or less, because if there's nothing better on, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Uh, don't own it, have no plans. So it semi holds up for, for what it is. Yeah, I agree. It is a good hotel watch. According to your list, if we go by Robert's rating system, this uh, National Treasure will be a three-star movie. Okay. Hotel viewing only. Yes, that's it. You don't um, want to see that in your collection. You do not. Yeah, that was kind of a weak list overall. Um, National Treasure, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it's hotel watch. It's not good, no. But no. it's... Uh, watchable it's watchable yeah i wanted to like this movie more too being a man from philadelphia i was like oh look they're all at all these sites and no it didn't really it it, (laughs) i wasn't going crazy for it Um, there's one scene at least was shot uh his house or his dad's house i think is across the street from the house from christine uh the movie so in in pasadena so interesting just a little trivia there that's some cool trivia the house that Nicholas Cage's father lives in in the movie? Yeah, the White House. Oh, yeah. So you could probably see in the background of a couple of scenes from Christine. And it's just up the, down the street from Halloween Street as well. Oh, that's cool. The Speed Kill Street. The speed also, kills. the Baby Geniuses Street. So, yeah. Get it's, it's that a, baby! <laughs> it's a great neighborhood for filming. <laughs> All <is>. the classics. <laughs> And I do have to remind listeners, if you're not familiar with the opening of every show, that clip is Robert quoting Baby, baby Geniuses. So you just heard like a movie line in a movie from a movie. Uh, I'm embarrassed. I think I think you played it for me once. And I'm like, no, I'm not listening to that. Oh, it's great. It's at yeah. every the opening of every show now. Is, Get that baby. Can you see if people just click off immediately? After? No, listenership is up. <laughs> um, that was the top 10. Do they still hold up of 2004? I do want to give a shout out, though, to the other countries listening. The UK bumped up to number two and Italy came out of nowhere and is in number three now. So, mm-hmm. buongiorno, ciao, ragazzi. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, and I did want to, I missed one from 2003 that uh, I forgot to mention. I want to talk about that. So, Elephant. Have you familiar with this movie? I have. Yeah, I've seen it. Gus Van Sant, so the almost uh, almost Columbine, almost Columbine, um, yeah. So this is a movie that I saw in the theater, um, and it felt I felt like this is one that just kind of haunted me for days. Um, not necessarily about the content, you know, which is always kind of horrifying, but there's something about just the way he did it. Um, and I know it was, he he was it was semi based on another film with, of the same name of a short film that kind of did the same camera work I remember but uh, but yeah I just want to make sure I gave that that film a shout out because I forgot to last time yeah no I agree too that is a haunting movie um, and I like Gus Van Zandt as a filmmaker for the most part I like what he did around this period of time he took things that were on everybody's mind but without bastardizing them he just changed the setting and everything you know like this mm-hmm. elephant is obviously about columbine or inspired by it there's different similarities you know enough not to get sued um and he did that with last days which was about kurt cobain's life i mean that mm-hmm. that was not a good movie he could have done a lot better but no. but he, he kind of i like that style of filmmaking and elephant is haunting and it, it showed the everyday life kind of and then it got 
very dark very quickly mm-hmm. but still kept like its pulse it was um it was a good movie elephant yeah. i really um, it, it it was impactful and it was tense i mean you just you're waiting i mean you know it's going to happen and mm-hmm. I, I like the variations of you scenes would repeat but from different angles you're following different people and um but yeah so it's one of my favorites yeah and it is haunting when it's like the the cafeteria scene the girl's yes. like, what are you doing? It's like, oh, you'll see. It's my list. And you're like, yeah. oh, shit. Uh, yeah. It's creepy. But yeah, good movie. Good good call in remembering that. All right. Back to uh, honorable mentions of 2004. So I think this is a favorite of both of ours, but The Village. Mm-hmm. M. Night Shyamalan's The Village, which has people split. Yeah, a lot no of people did not like it. I, I remember seeing the theater, I think, opening night, because there was st- this was still big M. Night excitement. Uh, for for his films, and I know some people were kind of not groaning, but they're like, ah, all right, you know that was the. But I really liked it because I was like, there's little hints along the way, and you're like, something didn't, uh, something wasn't kind of quite jiving right at the time. So it, like, there were certain words I can't think what they were at the time, but there's certain words that some characters would say, and I'm like, that seems like a modern word they're using for that era, you know, like. And it, it, it stuck with you because I'm like, well, he's not stupid, you know? <laughs> right. Like, um, oh, my gosh, they threw him in and they found him in the dirty river naked. Like, really? The rivers were dirty in 1890? Yeah. Or something like the, not garbage bin, but so, something like that. The alley. Like, yeah. And I was like, alley, you know, like, I'm, and yeah, one, it took you out a little bit. But two, as like something, you're like, well, something's not, something's not right here beyond the Munster. Uh, but uh, I liked it quite a bit. Right, yeah. And oh my gosh, with the uh, the M. Night Shyamalan, the excitement going into this movie, you know, after Signs, I was like, so I saw this opening night, and I, I thought the ending was genius. I, I saw it opening day, actually, like a matinee, and I thought the ending was, was genius. And to this day, I still think that ending is genius. And then I went that night with two buddies that I was supposed to see it with them originally, but like I couldn't wait. So I was like, I can't watch this twice in one day, like knowing what happened. <laughs> So I left and I saw the born supremacy Oof. and I came back and like sat behind them and they never knew I was gone. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, well, well, what an ending. But, but it had people split. Like it was yeah. uh, a lot of people were like, oh, it was terrible. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's genius. I, I enjoyed so. the village a lot. I do too. Scorny Weaver. Come on. Yeah. Come on. She's come on. great. Judy Greer. Yeah. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, but yeah, so it definitely holds up. I think it's Shyamalan's most underrated work next to Unbreakable. Gotcha. People people don't like it, though. Yeah, I don't know why, but I do. We do. We do. It holds up. Watch The Village. Uh, number three is, see, the thing is, Senator, is I care very much about aviation. Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. <laughs> Come in with the milk. Come in with the milk. It is uh, Dawn of the Dead, of course. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the Aviator we're talking about. Have you yeah. seen this, Robert? I did. I saw it in the theater. I thought it was pretty good. I, this is still where Leonard Capper was. It was like, oh, he's. I felt like he was dressing up. <laughs> he <laughs> he still a little, a little young. Yeah, well, kind of for this role, I was like, uh, you know, yeah. Um, I guess he can do it. Um, but and I think he was still bit. working. You know, I think he's he has obviously came into his own more and more uh but i think it was kind of still early in this time just like oh isn't it's still jack dawson you know like <laughs> that was like what five six years before you know so right yeah it's true this was 
sort of in the infancy of his career, or at least still early on, where, um, yeah, was kind of dressing up a little bit. Yeah. Um, some of the scenes looks a little out of place, but I enjoy this movie overall. I saw this a few times theatrically, and um, I feel like the pacing's very good, and uh, I've read a lot about Howard Hughes. Like I read a lot of books on him, and I, I think they did a pretty good job of touching different aspects of his life without focusing on you know one thing. Yeah, which is good. So still holds up for still holds up for us. Yeah, I think I'd watch it. Okay. I don't own it, but yeah, you don't own it yet. Oh, we're keeping a list here. We'll, we'll see. You're gonna get quite the Christmas package. Yes. <laughs> all the films they didn't. Want. Oh, Great Outdoors, The Aviator. <laughs> Thanks, and they're all DVD. Let me just put this in the unsealed section. <laughs> <laughs> The unsealed. The and unsealed I'll just section. send you another copy of American Sweethearts. Congratulations. <laughs> unsealed sections are like the sections, the DVDs that you get in addition to buying a DVD. Like, yeah. oh, we're giving out these for this. It's like, oh, or the ones that uh. they give out at Starbucks. And you're like, <laughs> oh, thanks. I still have a couple of signed DVDs that I'm like, I don't want to get rid of because they're signed, but I, like, I don't yeah. know why I have them. But really? I won't I name names. Signed. But if they're signed, that's good that you keep them. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might want Somebody might want them. Uh, what's number four, sir? Dawn of the Dead, the remake, of course. No, Anchorman. Oh, I'm sorry. Anchorman. But Legend. we can skip Anchorman if you want. Uh, I Anchorman was fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's good, right? Uh, it had a funny moment. I feel like these movies have the, the outtakes are funnier than the actual movie, but. Outtakes are funnier. Yeah. Totally. In I this movie. Like, uh, like, oh, maybe they should pick that. Or it's just funny to see him roll through and try different things. But Uncle Jonathan's corn cob pipe, hot pot of coffee. You know, I, I think the ending credits, the montage of the Dow takes are the funniest part of the movie. It is. I don't know, because then you can see, you know, they're just having fun. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of the old Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, you know, the smoking bands and, and all the or cannibal runs would end with all the outtakes. So or silence of the hams. Or the, oh, when is that coming on Blu-ray? Come on. I know. We really should, need that. They know. should really just go to 4K on that. <laughs> <laughs> or Silence the of first, the Hams. The first 8K movie release, Silence <laughs> of the Hams. <laughs> Silence of the Hams. Uh, yeah. But it's still, I think it still holds up for me uh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, okay. And next we have a treat, Robert. What do we have here, sir? Now we have Dawn of the Dead, the remake. This is but, this is a great movie. Um, so yeah, so this one, where I mean, at the time people were, you know, horror fans are, I mean, they always get up in arms anytime there's a remake, and of course, Dawn of the Dead, the I original is, is quite beloved. Um, but this one um, is kind of it's a turbocharged movie, and I think he just this movie started running, and so um, I thought it, it it set the tone uh, really well, and I thought so that's why I think kind of this movie kind of works so. Yeah, and you, Robert, has covered. If you're watching the video, um, good for you. If you're not, that sucks because we're showing some great <laughs> shots. And Robert, your work here is cool. You just re- you just posted this the other day, I think. Not too far. I feel like, um, yeah, because I, I, it's been like several years since I've been out there. But sometimes I just don't get around to putting the pictures together. So this one was shot sure. in Ontario, um, in kind of north of Toronto, and a couple different places. So I went to a few locations out there, and the hospital is, of course, a library instead. But you know, looks like a passable hospital. 
I just uh, looked at this the other day too. We'll get to the shots of the neighborhood, but she was actually like driving around in the actual neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she actually like well, drove the car. Yeah, and you never know because sometimes they have movie magic. And I was like, I remember when mm-hmm. I got there, I'm like, oh, she actually the 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 round part that she she kind of drives around. That's actually the route she took. Um, so good for them for. And- on, yeah, good for them for for the realism of it. And on your stills here, when you always do the logo of the movie and yeah. the set chair logo, on all of them, do you have the logo of the movie in the the slate? I do. So if you look really closely at the slate, it usually has the logo and the year. So, See, I've never noticed that before. Yeah. So, which makes me bother. Why do I bother doing all that detail? <laughs> no, no, I think it's amazing. I have ADHD, yeah. so I gotcha. you could be hitting me in the head, and I'll be, after an hour, I'll be like, "What was that?" Yeah. But um, yeah. great attention to detail. Now, Ontario locations are hard to find because they have a weird address system so they they use single numbers and it usually i swear to god they go from five to like 40 and then they start over oh. again there's like no rhyme or reason and stuff like that so um it's so to thwart you it is and i'm just like i it's hard to find anything so you might see an address on the house that says five and i'm like where is this you know it's it's difficult when this film came out our um one of our mutual friends, Rebecca, who lived in the neighborhood, kind of looked like this actress. Yeah. So when it came out, we'd be like, can you say this line um, from the movie? And she'd be like, it's not even that big of a movie. Like, I wouldn't know that. I'm like, just say it. <laughs> just do it. So, just do it. Uh, so, yeah. So the neighborhood's fine. I think the next set of locations is um, – well, I did quite the neighborhood because, you know, I'm a guy completist. So – this playground, this kind of swing set, uh, is no longer there. I think somebody, I recently, yeah. like I said, went, they saw my website, and I, I know they went to, to the site and are like, yeah, that's no longer there. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but oh. I got the actual swings. But. You got them. You did a great job with the shot, too, that it's still there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this tunnels, obviously, oh, all this is kind of in that same area. This is not too far from the library slash hospital. Um, it's Canada, so of course there is no graffiti there. They just no. had that. <laughs> yeah, of course. And then, um, so the mall, of course, really does not exist, or it's mostly CGI. But the CGI malls, is yeah, thrown in there. I, um, uh, I remember when we saw this in theater, we gave a big chuckle because uh, they kind of have a big sign saying Crossroads Mall, and that's one of our had but was one of our malls here at Omaha. So, oh, really? Yeah, everybody kind of. <laughs> oh yeah, Crossroads yeah. Mall. Yeah, but that's cool. But yeah, some... this is a great entry, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I didn't get to all the locations, but that's all I could get to on that trip. I do like the comic, the subtle and twisted comic relief in this movie. Like when they're picking off zombies, like Jay Leno, and they have to find the one that looks like <laughs> Jay Leno, and you know that's kind of like a fun little breaks yeah. it up a little bit. You have to make your own fun when <laughs> during the apocalypse, as we found out. Yes, you. Yes, you do. Uh, but great job on your entries for Dawn of the Dead. And uh, I think this film still holds up for the both of us. It does. It does. Okay. What do we have for number for the next one? Ooh, then we fall greatly <laughs> to, to, to Troy. Oh, this has the over, over, over acting of Orlando Bloom saying things like, well, then my father... I will avenge the death and the brothers of Troy and the son of the shame will never fall. For then I will die for the skin of the love of the one that I feel for the Helen of Troy. Well, as he's, as he's whimpering. Do you have that memorized? What's going on here? <laughs> like, you must, 
Is this is this a movie you love? I do love Troy. Uh, no, this is a, Troy's a guilty pleasure of mine. I will watch yeah. Troy. I own Troy. Uh, oiled up Brad Pitt as Achilles. It was very realistic. <laughs> it was the third BC century Greeks. The, it was the surfer Achilles. <laughs> <laughs> he was surfing in from either Athens or Venice Beach, but it, it was, was one of the other. Yeah, and obviously we're they're still trying to grab gladiator money here, um, but yes, it, it kind of goes with. Sean Connery. Brad Pitt is Brad Pitt on screen for the most part here. It's hard to yeah. take him as anybody else, especially when you're trying to do a period piece like this. Right. And a lot of the actors are from Braveheart and Gladiator. They recycled a lot of those guys. Yeah. Um, and they're in there and they say very similar things like loose and there's always the obligatory arrow in the air shot. I mean, yeah, it's it's it was definitely a cash grab for Gladiator <laughs> money. Let's just use the same scenes like Star Trek would would keep using the same explosions. <laughs> and they just show it. Here's an entire battle scene lifted from another movie. Yeah, just show just just throw the arrows in there and darken the sky a bit and we're good. Yeah. We got yeah. it. No, nobody would know. Reverse it. People will be fine. Reverse. Um, <sighs> it does not hold up though. No. No. Number seven is Mysterious Skin. One that so. Robert has also covered. Yeah, so Mysterious... Have you seen Mysterious Skin? Uh, I don't think so. I bet you not. So uh, Mysterious Skin was actually one of my favorite books. Um, so I'm Ooh. back in the days where you used to go to bookstores <laughs> and Barnes & Noble had kind of a... I don't call it a bargain bin or whatever. And so I remember oh, yeah. I was flipping, flipping through books and the one book had Fruit Loops all over the, the cover. And I'm like, oh, I'll, oh. I'll get this. Um, <laughs> and I ended up loving the book. And... Uh-huh. Early internet days, this is 99, maybe. I remember uh, the author, Scott Heim, put his, uh, had his email address in there. And so he and I just started conversing back and forth. And it, it, there's, he has a love of horror movies. And um, so uh, it was, I was excited when this kind of became a film. And so uh, this house so was cool. also seen in Kill Bill. <laughs> um, is it Varnita? Is that her name? That where the, the kid comes home. They're having um, a big fight in the living room. Yeah, I think so. Is that her name? I can't remember. Vivica Fox. But um, so yeah, a lot of this is uh, so I can't. It's supposed to take place in Kansas, so it is shot in the valley. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so uh, you may recognize Balboa Park. This is probably not too far from you. No. Yeah. It's um, pretty close. So this is kind of not too bad. So. Um, the the baseball fields, the wonderful Elizabeth Shue. You can never go wrong with her. Can't go wrong. Um, I take shots of empty fields just because. <laughs> no, I like it. You did yeah. a great job. Yeah, but you know, I I find the flagpoles, and uh, this was one mm-hmm. of my favorite spots to find. So it looks mostly the same. So actually, this is the sh- one of the shots that Joseph Gordon Levitt called out on his page. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, a few months ago, Robert posted yeah. Mysterious Skin, and Joe Levin himself commented on there about, like, uh, what did he say? It was like something... Uh, like, he said this dude, Robert Patterson, has... <laughs> look what he's done to find these locations or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, he shared yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so. yeah. Which, uh, is, which is great. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, cool. one of my friends was mad because he said something like, I've been tagging him and everything. I got nothing. <laughs> well, when your friends start shooting the quality that Robert Patterson does, you might get a shout out. Until then, enjoy being yeah. number two. 
So, uh, but yeah, so a lot of things shot here. If you want to go down a little bit, I'm trying to think, see what else, because I remember the houses were kind of a big find for me to find. They weren't too easy to find, but I did my best. I'm trying to figure out where Ingemar Street is. It's one of those residential in the valley, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of waiting. It's it's super residential. Like it's it felt like it was almost dirt road, kind of a non sidewalk neighborhood. Oh, it, like deep Encino. Yeah. Or Reseda. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So this apartment I just found. This is supposed to be New York, of course, and then it's not. Oh. It's also it's also LA. This of is course. a a drive by shot. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, is this downtown at Los Angeles somewhere? Uh, and kind of near Koreatown, I think, if I remember right. But got it. Okay. Yeah. And the adorable Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, never ages. Always does not. He's like a Robert Patterson. Yes. Age. Brady Corbett. Greg Araki, I forgot I met him. And there's the author, Scott Heim. So this author, because I remember the early days of internet and even yeah. comics, you would see email addresses from people yeah. in there because it was new. Um, even like the Sunday funny papers would have the email address next to like Doonesbury. And you're like, yeah. oh, I can like email them? Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool that you connected with him that way. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I remember I emailed at that time. I had like a Laurie Strode something number at yahoo.com. And I just emailed like, oh, I'm a big fan of your book or whatever. And he's like, well, I'm a big fan of Laurie Strode. And then we went on and on. So and then I said something about because Mysterious Skinhead came out and he said, oh, I'm kind of traveling with the movie or something like that. And so he made sure Omaha was on his trip for me, which was nice. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's so. so humbling yeah no went to the screening so we hung out that night went to some bars and so it was nice to that's very nice have that interaction you still keep in touch with him yeah yeah oh, we still cool. tag each yeah especially if uh, uh we have a love of different things so i, I mean the same things and stuff like that so yeah I yeah still, yeah definitely keep, keep in going. touch with him and then i get super jealous when he's like oh he said something about you know, he'll say something about joe i'm like oh <laughs> joe yeah 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 <laughs> oh that's cool yeah. though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mysterious Skin holds up for you, I would imagine. Yes. It would be funny if it didn't. And after all, we just said you were like, nah, it's really not that great. Don't like it. Don't care. Yeah. Eh. No, um, I still love it. Robert recommends Mysterious Skin. Number eight is one we probably don't recommend. That's iRobot with Will Smith playing Will Smith. Well, he, he's good playing Will Smith in this movie. So he is. And this is good. It's a good first half watch, you know, like, yeah, I kind of like this movie. And then it, you know, it kind of filters off. So, yeah. Uh, was it supposed to be modern Chicago? Not modern, future Chicago. Yeah, near future Chicago yeah. with Nike shoes that are still like in sought after, but yeah. the robots <laughs> are around. So, okay. So it's okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm certainly not going to own this. It has Bruce Greenwood in it, too, who I like a lot. I feel like he always deserved more roles. He does. He's always B-list, on, you know, not a B-list actor, but, you know, he's never qu the, quite the lead. Right. Yeah. Except unless it's 13 Days, which was still like Kevin Costner as the yeah. lead. He kind of gets like sidetracked a little bit, sidebarred, yeah. but uh, I think he's good. But yeah, I agree with you. It's a good first half uh, watch the movie. It has... um. Kind of some cool interpretations of the near future that still mm -hmm. hold up, I think, today, 10 years later or 15 years later, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, um, it's good for a hotel watching. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> this is the this is the first one. This is the first one. Uh, I, I remember the second one does not hold up. I mean, or maybe they made a third, too. I can't remember. But 
Um, second the second one is Guantanamo Bay. Maybe I, this is I can't remember. So what the hell are you doing in my office? <laughs> so this one mostly still holds up, but the thing is, like now you watch it as like now you watch it more for kind of vintage sake. You know, like oh, we were kind of goofy back then. Uh, <laughs> right, we were kind. Of, by the way, you have Michael Myers behind you. I do. It's Halloween time, so I just got wow. this standee from Party City has these. So Party City is selling them. It yeah, that's the thing. Like I saw somebody had it, and I was like, I was like, where are these things? And so, you know, if I could go back to you know like fourteen year old me, where you could just buy these things, you know, like none of these things existed, you know, back yeah. in the day. So and yeah. now they're just kind of out for public consumption. So, but I kind of like that one. I thought they did a pretty good job. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love it. Anyway, sorry to derail. Harold yeah. and Kumar. Robert has this on his site. Go to White. Uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Um, this is another Canadian uh, location. Yeah, it, this is uh, uh, 2004. Was all about Toronto. Uh, all about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and so this their apartment is actually walking distance to the original house from uh, Christmas. Uh, Black Christmas. Oh, cool. So I remember I just parked there and I just walked up to the Black Christmas house. So, and if I remember nice. correctly, not too far from the, from the Carey High School from the Carey remake, the movie remake. So, yeah, somehow I got into this apartment. Um, oh, wow. So You're taking got, pictures of mailboxes. Got some you... pictures of the mailbox. You know, that's Good all I you. needed. Yeah. No, that's cool. You got the show. So I remember I did not go on that. And as usual, elevators are fake in movies because you nobody will fit a camera and crew no. into an elevator, a working elevator. No way. Yeah. It can't be done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know I went to a few locations. So quite a bit. You know, it is the Mayfair Apartments that as they show. I forgot about the Mountain Dew guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Mountain Dew guys. Is that what they're called? I can't remember. Yeah. I think something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah um usc yep so obviously some establishing shots then back to university of toronto which i just covered today on urban legend and then oh cool more ontario i wonder where this is supposed to take place i don't even know yeah it's a good point well it was right. somewhere on the east coast right i think so yeah. but and so yeah, this burger place is now a pet store of some sort. Um, but yeah, and I, I didn't go to the actual where there was supposed to be White Castle and other fans, but that was a little too far out of the drive for me to be worth for a, a quick shot. <laughs> right. And, and back to the burger store. That's always a weird transition. Oh, is uh, Johnny's Burger still there? No, it's a pet <laughs> store now. So you used to be able to eat meat there. Now you can buy animals. Yeah. Oh, so. Not the best. But yeah. yeah, no, that's cool, though. Yeah. Oh, dreamy Ryan Reynolds. He was, I was like literally six feet from him. And it was like the power of his prettiness just really emanated. I swear to God, you could see his abs. He was wearing a shirt and a sweater and everything. And literally, I swear to God, you could still see his abs. Yes, and his hair is always perfect. He'd be in a car wreck and he'd be like, I wish I looked like Ryan Reynolds right now, even after that accident. (laughs) He's he's a great looking man. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as he walked in the room, you're like, yeah, you're kind of blown back from like he takes he he's like the oxygen in the room. Yeah. And he's he was funny in real life. You know, like you never know. Like there's acting funny and movie funny versus real funny, and he was pretty funny in real life. I like to hear that about him because he's been a comedian or not a comedian, but like a you know, a comic actor before he was doing all like the serious roles, and he's always mm-hmm. had that kind of like fun demeanor to him. So it's nice to hear that, you know, he can take a joke or yeah. 
tell yep. some jokes or whatever. Yep. And he was dating Alanis Morissette. Did anyone think that was going to last? It's like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> what happened? It was like Dave Coulier when she he was dating her. Yep. Remember that? That I no. believe. Oh, well, he had his pick. You know, you're yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Dude, I say, so your oaths. You know. So. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so this uh, Harold Kumar still holds up though for the yeah, most part. I think I own it on DVD at the very least. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so recommend that Set yes. Jet or Saturdays to watch it. And uh, number ten is the Stepford Wives. <laughs> Tell us so about this. I've only seen I'm, this once. I'm a big fan of the original Stepford Wives. Um, and then I was kind of not, I should say excited about the remake, but I was like, okay, you know, this could be good. And then obviously they went more for a comic flair, um, with yeah. Bedler and, uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, but then, um, it just, no, like it was when I just kept sinking farther and farther down my seat again. You know, I'm like, this is the worst movie. It, it doesn't work as a comedy. It doesn't work as a thriller. Um, just none of it works. And I just end up hating every, I just like, I'm getting angry right now thinking about it. No, it didn't work. Was it, was it more Bette Midler or the whole thing? No, she was fine. She was playing Bette Midler. Um, and then <laughs> as she does, as she does. But, um, yeah, the, the whole thing, it, it was, it was too comical and I know they had reshoots and the, I think the reshoots end up making it, um, worse because they end up being, not necessarily robots, but uh, they they kind of did retconned it, and so because at one point they're in the for mm-hmm. most of the movie you think these mm-hmm. people are robots, and then something happens and they all get back to normal. And it's like, well, they just had chips in their brain or something like that. So um, Nicole Kidman is, I think, horribly miscast. But yeah. this was a time where um, I think she's going to show up on one of your can't look away is in the future but i think in a in the in an <laughs> upcoming does. year and stuff like that but the same thing it's like why do you, you know i know who does she sell her soul to that she keeps getting cast in this now if it was more and so glenn close and christopher walken i thought were perfect because they yeah. they're not in the movie enough but i kind of like those two were per i was like oh maybe i should have focused on them but but no i think it would have been better too and nicole kidman's and i agree with you nicole kidman's a good enough actress that you wonder why she keeps getting these roles. And with the Stepford Wives, it's almost like the writers, they switch writers halfway through and we're like, well, I was going to do another movie, but let's combine them and like just make it like a robot thing, but not. And well, I watched The Witches last night, but I was drinking, so I don't remember. Well, let's yeah, I got it. Let's write yeah. a script. Uh, so no, no, does not hold up. I've seen it once and I, 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 I did not really care for it. Um, number 11 is Secret Window. This is. Johnny Depp, Robert's favorite actor. No, I, I don't think I've seen this. I mean, fill me in. I don't know what this is. Okay. Uh, but, but you don't like Johnny Depp. It was my, no. That's yeah. why I made that joke. Yeah. But you, like, hate him, right? Well, I don't hate him. I mean, obviously, I love Elmo's Nightmare on Elm Street, so. Right. Okay. I, so I don't know why I thought you really didn't like him for some he's, reason. Well, because he just, I, I, he's weird? I don't, I don't, um, he's intentionally weird. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he's right. intentionally always trying to act stoned. Yeah, which doesn't really work that well. If you ever watch old interviews of Johnny Depp on Late Night, every interview is just like, "Well, no, that's um, that's what we're doing." Like he's always just like drunk, and you're a like, a little ah. too cool for it. yeah. So yeah, now so. But Secret Window is um, he's in that it's adaptation of Stephen King's um, Secret Window, which is um, really interesting story uh, about 
an author who basically is it blurs the line between reality and um, nightmare. And what he writes, uh, somebody gets accused of plagiarism. So things that he's written starts to happen in real life. Hmm. And it's a whole battle of is this real or not? Um, but it's very uh, Stephen Kingish. It's very in the cabin of Maine, isolated, you know, problems with the wife. I'm going insane. I'm a writer kind of deal. But okay. uh, I feel like it's a good movie, though. I feel like it's one of his better adaptations after the year 2000 that King has has, you know, that they've done. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try to give it a, a watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, ooh. Okay. And number 12. What do we got? Uh, oh, we got the original Saw. <laughs> which was filmed at Lacey Street Studios, which you have covered extensively. I have. So um, so I actually, I didn't see Saw in the theater. I think I eventually caught up it on, on video. Um, it is funny to look back at this because, you know, people say, oh, this is kind of the beginning of torture porn um, for horror movies and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this one is really not that. <laughs> it's tame compared to now. Correct. Yeah. So um very very low budget um uh but yeah mostly shot at lacey street studios home of freddy's dead the final nightmare yep that's all i'll say about that <laughs> i was waiting for you to do the calling i'm trying to cut line. down yeah, on it because i know, I know i've down. used it but they saved the best for last with they freddy's did dead. so um yeah so they kind of used also with leprechaun in the hood movies they use the same place inside and out so a lot of you can still identify the kind of police offices um, and everything. Uh, this uh, was they they shot the entire. I don't know how they got all these cars in here. This Damn. is the inside of a building. And there's impressed. really yeah. So they somehow got the uh, all these cars in there to make it look like a parking garage. Wow, I'm impressed at that. They yeah. really shot every inch of the studio. They I really felt like they did that. You know they this uh, the hotels the hallways they had some establishing shots of kind of downtown la but and you could still see some of the things in the walls it, it does it looks not that different than it did no it doesn't yeah uh this is you did a great job with these decades ago uh, did you did you know somebody to get in here or can you just visit it you cannot just visit it but i i had been talking to the studio manager and no. at the time and uh we were killing time before we we're going to reanimator the musical and we we're I was like well let me get nice. a, a kind of sunset shot and i saw all these cars i'm like i'm just gonna see if that guy's there and he wasn't but because i mentioned his name uh they said we'll give you a tour of the building i'm like all right and they literally every inch of the building they they took me through oh that so, is so cool you lucked yeah. out with this this is a great like opportunity i did so and they actually even brought me to this where they put the bathroom set and oh, so wow. the bathroom set does have that door <laughs> where you Which know one? Game this over. One? Are, you know you'll get oh, yeah i think it's the very end of the i called the game over door and so we took yeah. i don't know i didn't take video but yeah we took pictures of me kind of shutting the door and so this this was a good visit so i i did luck out that you did a great job yeah they really got in there loud. so yeah good old mateo street mateo street a much <laughs> better name stygian uh, <laughs> yeah, Stygian Street. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so this is actually when they kind of go in here, that door that you see right there does lead into the saw bathroom, actually. Oh, cool. If, if I remember correctly, or right around that area. What's There's, the shirt that you're wearing here? Um, I think Haddonfield High. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, I like that you have that. Do you still have that shirt? I think I do. I think it, I can no longer fit into that shirt, but yeah. So here is the, the saw door. Yeah. So. 
There it is. So it's kind of what it looks on the reverse. So this is where they built the bathroom. Not as impressive, obviously, without no. the bathroom in there, but that was but it. That's a great set, too. Yeah. It, they played the job of a dirty, grungy, scary bathroom. Yeah, and there's the yeah the game over. Game over. <laughs> great job on Saul. Thank you. I saw this theatrically. I remember leaving very impressed, like, wow, that was incredible. That changed. That was unlike any other horror movie I've ever seen. I mean, it was no Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan, but it was good. No, but it was at a time, I mean, we had Blair Witch a few years before, and mm-hmm. they would always seem to premiere at Sundance, and like, and it was always these tiny films that became big movies that nobody was kind of expecting, or, or a studio would not have done this movie. No, and a lot of them turned it down, and it flew under the radar, and, and before you know it, they put it on a lunchbox, and there it is, there. Yep. And you're marketing it. And it's great. It worked out. So still yes, holds up for it, me. It still holds up. Yeah. Next is uh, Jennifer Tilly. Right? And, yes. Seed of Chucky. I did see this in the theater, believe it or not. You know, I, I do I'm, believe it, actually. I, I'm a horror movie fan. So, and, you know, and Bride of Chucky was good. You know, that was kind of, op- that kind of opened it back up to the mainstream. Uh, Seed of Chucky might have taken a, a little step too far into kind of wackiness. Um, supposed to take place in L.A., but was really not shot here at all. Um, and you can, you can tell as you watch the movie. So um, this is one of John Waters is in it and yeah and it has these kind of meta things where jennifer tilly is playing herself and it kind of comes to a kind of convoluted mess but yeah it's okay it's okay I, yeah. i've seen this once it's okay yeah i do admire you for watching this theatrically though i mean when i first met robert the first entry i've ever seen was the um halloween 2018 entry that you did so and then I, I clicked around and I, I saw like a few horror movies. I was like, oh, this guy's like really into horror movies. But then you have like the mirror has two faces and like, <laughs> are you talked about that? And and you're very like I commend you. You're very like well traversed with like the whole sphere of film, which is impressive. Thank a lot you of people know. just stick to like one thing. You're yeah, you, you do it all, which is I great. scrape the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> no, no, you do great stuff. Yeah, but it, it's okay. Yeah, it's just there's okay. worse chuggies. Yeah. There, there are. And ne- next is, think of me, think of me fondly when we've said goodbye. This movie has a lot of actors that never sang before this. <laughs> this is Gerard Butler in The Phantom of the Opera. The guy that was in uh, Law Abiding Citizen also was The Phantom of the Opera. I never did see this, so... Uh-huh. Stick with uh, the well, Andrew Lloyd Webber's soundtrack is timeless, so it's a yeah. good. The soundtrack is good, and they they obviously can all sing. But <laughs> see the musical if you could. I'm a big uh, Phantom fan. Yeah, I've seen Phantom in New York and London. I'm like I'm, I'm a mega fan of Phantom of the Opera. I think it's, I think it's beautiful. So naturally, I saw this when it came out, and it it um I don't know, it just felt kind of flat. It's like Emmy Rossum. She just did, you know. The day after tomorrow this year, and then she's in yeah. this all of a sudden. I wasn't blown away, Robert. No, so I, yeah. You I'll haven't seen it. All right, let no. me add this to the list of Christmas <laughs> gifts for Robert. I'll have to keep saying, no, I did see it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? Who was in it? You're like, oh, that guy. I'm like, you oh. know, that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was washing my hair that day. Family Opera does not hold up. 
Um, 15 is Ray. This is a film that lit up, you know, a lot of noms, got a lot of praise. I feel like this has fallen off the radar since it came out. It did. I don't, did it win? I can't, I don't remember he, if it he won. won. He won. Okay. I don't know what else it that, won. Yeah. And sometimes that's a curse. Like literally the Oscar winners, the ones like, yeah, that's not, nobody would ever see that again. Uh, <laughs> True. But, um, like but he, he, I saw it once. He was good. I never need. I felt like I never needed to revisit this film again. Um, yeah. But I'm also biopics are like it's a for me it's a little bit of a tall order. Like I'd much rather watch a documentary about somebody than the fictionalized version because I'm always like, well, how much has been embellished here? Right. How much has been embellished? Has been embellished, and how much does it hold up? You know, biopics age very quickly if you learn more stuff about the person. Um, and kind of a lot of them are, are tailored to what's happening in the world at the time. It just, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Um, Ray still holds up for the most part, but, um, because I think for Jamie Foxx, his performance yeah. is really good. But other than that, they focus a lot on like the heroin and the cheating. And like, I felt like they could have done more. Yeah. He was a voice for African-Americans. He really was. They could have, I think they could have done more with that, but for the most part, uh, it, to me, it still holds up. Yeah. And I like, I was this, he had been doing more serious roles before this, but I think this is where they kind of began to take him seriously. I mean, he was, I still think people, people forget he was kind of launched as comedian before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stuff like that. So, but this paved the way for him to, to get more roles. Definitely. Um, good call. Uh, next on honorable mentions is one that Robert has also covered. <laughs> I heart Huckabees. Yeah. I've not ported this over to my website yet, but, uh, this is one of those. Uh, so David O. Russell, I don't know if you're familiar with him as a director, but for sure he's, uh, known as to be pretty contentious. And this particular film, he was also, there's a, a video <laughs> of him berating Lily Tomlin and Dustin Hoffman, uh, <laughs> just on the set and screaming at each other and people storming off and stuff like that. Oh my so gosh. He does really? not have, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> it, I end up, it, it, for some people, this film is kind of a hard pill to swallow, but, um, I still kind of like it. So, um, I need to do, do good on this and get to the, uh, make a proper page for these locations. So Jason Schwartzman is in it. Naomi Watts, Jude Law. Yeah. This was a hard pill to swallow when this yeah. came out. It was kind of uncomfortable. It is, and it has it's a weirdness. And it, when you talk about you know weirdness for weirdness' sake, this is kind of falls into that trap a little bit too. Um, yeah, that you're right. kind of talking about idiosyncrasy with people and stuff like that. So, but, or uh, Idiocracy, which is a great film. I, I still love it. Later, I love it. I, my, I, my sister that. We, that came up. She was on some call. She said, have you ever stopped watching the Rock? I'm like, I sure have. And I, I will watch that every time it's on. Uh, Same. <laughs> I know we'll get to that later. I know that's on yeah. the list, but um, yeah, especially the last like four years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great shots here. <laughs> this is uh this is on Robert's original website, the blog movie locations and more. blogspot.com. Yeah. I'll have to move that over. So what year? little let's ask the set jetter some trivia what was the what year did you publish this website like what was your first year um i don't know it probably says on the blog so probably 2000 it, it, it goes back to blog blog post and on the the side i think it'll show you but and did you what do you remember what your first film was 
Um, I'm pretty sure it was a Halloween of some sort. So I thought you were going to say it was I Heart Huckabees, and then we would know the year. It was like, yeah, so it looks like 2009 was my year that I first started this. And if uh, October, I did 75 in October, so. Um, Yep, Halloween, 1978. There it is. Myers House and the Strode House was. (laughs) And we found Top Gun, which you did, and we just talked about in the last show, and you did it. I went, well, it's just that house. The, the Doesn't little, matter. I call it the little house, but yeah. But yeah, but um, so that uh, I Heart Huckabee still holds up for you, even though it's it does. being weird for weirdness sake. Give it a watch and then also give, look for that video. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to be looking for after the show. You're going to be appalled. But yeah. <laughs> oh, do, they, do they retaliate against them or do they just it's, take it? They just kind of take it. but <laughs> That's yeah. always uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, tensions are already high on the set. They don't. I should say they don't just lay back and take it, but they just scream back and stuff like that. And I think they've talked about it before. I think Lily Thomas says, you know, it's like this is part of the process. These are creative people. This is, you know, yeah. Well, she gets it. It's like Christian Bale when he was yelling. It's like he's just involved in it, but you still can't do that, especially at Dustin Hoffman. Like, who the hell is David or Russell (laughs) yell at Dustin Hoffman? Like, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll revisit that video after we get off this. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, number 17. I don't know what this one is, but it's probably a great movie. What is it, Robert? Saved. Saved. Um, this is one. Anyway, I did actually go to some locations in Canada. I have not posted any films about it. So um, Mandy Moore is in this, who have, is not. A, she's an actress, I guess, you know. But um so th- this is actually one of uh, a fun movie so i would definitely watch this i think i i do own this on dvd not upgraded to Ooh. blu-ray okay so um anyway it's like a saved it's it's a uh, a girl goes to a christian school and so it kind of has all the trappings of things that happen and somebody gets pregnant and stuff like that oh okay so it's a good it's a good movie it's a fun movie to watch yeah. saved um, number 18 is one we both own, I'm sure, on Blu-ray, is Anaconda's The Hunt for the Blood Orchid. Um, Because I, I was going to say, I forget, the first one was just called Anaconda. So right. in James Cameron form, this is Anaconda's. This is the aliens of it. <laughs> this time it's war. This time uh, <laughs> it's, this time they're hungry. I don't, I think I saw this, but I can't tell you anything about it. This was, I think, the last Anacondas to be released theatrically. After this, they brought in um, David Hasselhoff, and they were DVD released with, like, ball pythons on the cover. Like, not even Anacondas. Like, the wrong yeah. snake was on the cover. <laughs> um, Hunt for Blood Orchid, though, is funny, because it is kind of like aliens. They send this expedition down to find this uh, orchid yeah. that can um, save it. And, of course, you know, there's, like, more of them. They're like, oh, I can't believe there's so many snakes down here. And... um it's ridiculous. Uh, it's kind of like Congo. Do you remember the movie Congo? Oh, I, yeah, Congo. It's been playing lately for some reason. So it has. Amy, sad. Amy, sad. <laughs> Ugly <laughs> woman. Uh, <laughs> the city of Zinge. Uh, I think this, yeah, Laura Linney, like, this is supposed to be her big role. I mean, not <laughs> ma- mainstream role, you know, I remember was one of the first, like, because I loved right. her in Tales of the City. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, she's like, and it was, yeah, anyway. It's it's like it's like that. They're all looking yeah. for something, and there's yeah, gotcha. but um, does not hold up. But I wanted to see if you've ever seen the Anaconda's Hunt. I, think, I know I have because I Anaconda was a fun enough movie. You're like, yeah, let's see the next one. And I, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, what it is. It goes down that Lake Placid road. So right. <laughs> uh, 
19 is 13 going on 30. This is, is this Jennifer Garner? Yes. Yes. So this one uh, still holds up. Um, it, we, it, we do have the curse of like, uh, we need an advertising campaign for something, you know, like uh, there's a new cookie that we need, you know, <laughs> it, which is fine. Um, also stars the great Judy Greer. Um, so oh, yeah. there's a little element, you know, if Judy Greer's in it, it's probably pretty good. Exactly. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so I've been to a couple of these houses. There was one house I didn't get to until my last trip. I haven't updated the page for it yet, but oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's me standing in shorts I can no longer fit into, I'm sure. Oh, I like it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so obviously I'm a big fan of Jennifer Carter. Oh, I actually went to a New York location. Uh, Good for you. <laughs> you nailed while, it. While I was there. Um, you'll recognize the street from Halloween. This is where Michael Myers, uh, where Donald Pleasance is uh, trying to talk to the sheriff. And, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, same street. Myers' house is right across the street from him. So, yeah, I, I need to do a proper update of this page. No, so. this is cool. I like this movie, too. I've, I've seen this a few times. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. You feel for her. Here's you with Jennifer Garner. Looks, she looks great. So the little girl that played her as a young person. Oh, I, I did update it with this, I guess. <laughs> my inspiration in my closet, I think I took from 13. On the oh, day. I love this closet. <laughs> Look how organized it is. What's with all the black shirts? Uh, those, those are all just horror T-shirts. Okay. And the other black shirts on the upper left hand are just Halloween black t-shirts. Okay, but there's logos on these shirts. Yeah, there's yeah, it, there's. If yeah, they were all just black shirts, this would be the last show that, we ever did together. That would be a problem. Like, there would be an issue. <laughs> I like it though. So, one one does want a hint of color though, so I'm glad that you have the. Shirts. I do. That's my splashes of dress clothes. You need the splash. Um, but yeah, Great the little shoes. the the girl that played her is now. I think she might be thirty. When she was 13 at the time. Um, oh yeah, and right. She looks, she looks pretty much like Jennifer Garner. So I mean, she did. They, 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 they hired casting. Yeah. Very interesting. Good call. Does this still hold up for you? It does. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I own it on Blu-ray for sure. It is a fun movie. Yeah. Um, and great closet, by the way. I like your organizational <laughs> skills. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, what do we have next? Uh? Resident Evil Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Is this the sequel or is this the? Doesn't matter because they matter. all run this together. Is, this is the born the born legacy of it Sonic. is. Yeah, this is the um this is the sequel. This is still I think if you care for Resident Evil films, the second best one because they still keep it close to Raccoon City and some sense of civilization trying to fight off the apocalypse. Where the later ones were like a computer creating stuff, literally and off screen. But um, yeah, it's uh. If you like the franchise, which I know you're not a big fan of, this this still I am up. not. I no. am not, so I'll pass on this. I'm sure it's only thing worse franchise is the uh, what's the Kate Beckinsale one? I think Underworld. Twenty six of them. I so far. I don't know. Right. Uh, <laughs> Underworld thirty two. Back. <laughs> CGI'd more than ever. So See, I don't know. She's a walking Instagram filter. <laughs> uh, somebody's making money. I don't know. Somebody's making dough. Uh, so Robert does not hold up for Robert. Uh, nope. Number twenty-one is the Alamo. Um, I don't think I saw this one. You and a lot of other people. It's one of the biggest bombs ever. And the tagline is, "You will never forget." But they <laughs> did forget very but quickly. They did. Oh, this is a long epic movie. They spent a lot of money on this. Um, Billy Bob Thornton plays Davy Crockett. 
Um, but it's uh, I think it's the only movie about the Alamo that's set that that was filmed in modern times. They don't really yeah. touch the Alamo. So for that reason, it's kind of cool to see that slice of history. It's not a bad, it's not a poorly done movie. The acting isn't bad, um, but it was very bloated and and long. So for that, it does not hold up. I will continue to pass on that. And you, as you will pass on the next one, Alexander. <laughs> this is the Troy version of with Colin Farrell, the blonde-haired yes. Alexander. Um, and I did see this in the theater as well. Um, because I think you thought, well, you never know. This could be the next Gladiator. I don't know. Um, you don't and, know. Yeah, and then you look back. I'm like, well, of course it would be, you know, Angelina Jolie and whatever. I'm like, you. <laughs> of course. Yeah, you can't get past these people. And I was like, is this what it was like to try to go see Cleopatra or something? You know, like or like. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't know. Definitely. But so no, no, nobody's watching this, are they? Again? No. I mean, <laughs> I own the director's cut. Oh. which is they added more in which you're like oh this is so oh. good i was this was such a disappointment i was so excited to see this movie I, i'm a big colin farrell fan i enjoy history i like watched the trailer for this i was like oh it's gonna be great and i went to the theater my buddy was just like what what did you bring me to and i was like i i, I it's gonna get good i'm sure he's like it's two hours into it oh. when's it gonna start when's it gonna start it is when's, bad when's the plot gonna start I mean, uh, you've seen it, obviously. Yeah, so I did, but yeah, but I just, Colin Farrell and the horse with the blonde hair saying, "Like, you know, conquer your fear." Wasn't it almost frosted looking, or maybe that he his hair was just it kept growing out, and they didn't. Touch yeah, well, yeah, because he's a black Irish, uh, yeah, the black Irish hair, so we yeah. kept like dying it, and they kept delaying production, so the roots are showing in yeah. some shots. Gotta look like Brad Pitt and Troy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you just look more like Brad Pitt yeah. in Troy? We <laughs> couldn't like, get him because he was doing Troy, yeah. so we need you to do this. Oh, anyway, had Angelina though, so I guess it right. all balances out. It, but... it balanced the books. And what do we have? Lastly, on honorable mentions, Oceans Twelve, which to me might be the weakest of the Oceans, because I think I think Oceans Thirteen, I kind of was in on its own joke so i think i kind of enjoy that one a little bit more than this one i agree yeah oceans 11 to me is the best oceans 13 is fun oceans 12 they got a little ambitious and um like a lot of sequels they're like well let's just go to europe and do something completely different yeah. on another continent and it did it just didn't work uh like vacation you know right well oceans 11 and 13 they're about the casinos you know that's yeah. the heart of the original sinatra movie and then 12 they're like well we're just thieves now i guess at this point we're going after like jewel thieves yeah <laughs> so they like they weren't even doing the casino thing anymore they were just yeah. like bank robbers or whatever but but yeah i don't know but at least at least steven Soderbergh was kind of the thread throughout so yeah it kind of had the same flavor right so uh yeah i agree and it does have some cool cinematography yep. in ocean 12 uh, but does not hold up for you no all right, those were the honorable mentions of 2004. Before we get into Can't Look Away. I'm sorry, 2003. Was it? 2003? No, it's, it's 2004. 2004. Just, yeah. Oh, just, we have all the facts here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to, uh, before those, we get into it. Our fact-checking team. Our fact-checking team. Was, an intern's getting canned tomorrow. Yeah. All right. It was Dixie Malone. It was Dixie Malone. <laughs> 
Dixie Malone has been my fake employee for the past 25 years. So is anytime, it really? Yeah, I've a, I've even made business cards. If I ever want to lay blame for somebody, I'm like, Dixie was supposed to take care of this, and she <laughs> did not. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's brilliant. Dixie so, Malone. Dixie Malone, uh, yep. Dixie Malone, yeah. You give Dixie a call. Why yeah. does the number look like yours? Just call her. I'm going to have a very stern talking to her about this. Yeah, she's going to get a good talk. Yeah. She's going to get a good talking to, if you don't mind me saying, sir. <laughs> Corrected. Uh, um, before we get into Can't Look Away, ask the listeners where we ask the world of social media a question, and we read it on the air. This week's question is, name a sequel that is better than the original. And a few responses here, but I'll just give one. Detweiler01 said, Spider-Man 2. Oh, how... But at the time, I remember, yes, it did seem better than the first okay. one. So I, I will give it that. And then Spider-Man 3 probably just ruined everything retroactively. <laughs> <laughs> Destroyed it. Like, we hate Spider-Man. We hate all of it. And we will remake it six times before. <laughs> <laughs> we have to get it right. The first time? No. The next six times. Yeah, We will keep redoing it. It's just kind of like... You know, like when you go to any DC, like if I have to see Bruce's parents get killed one more time outside the theater, oh, I'm just going to like, <laughs> and that's why it. I think I started laughing in Joker because, you know, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, whatever. And I just like, I was like, oh my God, this is not even a Batman movie and we have to see this scene again. I know. I know. They, they always do that. Like how yeah. many, we get it. We know the whole backstory at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't need to see them get killed outside the yet theater. Again. Uh, pearls every time come on right yeah always can we please not do this uh, i get it but yeah uh, were there any other ones that yes uh I, taffy cat zero zero three this one I, I don't know if i agree with but i'll have to watch it is adam's family values it was uh i remember that was kind of a fun one because it was kind of more it kind of got the first movie stuff out of the way you know and then that way they could just kind of run with it so i think and if i remember right this is where wednesday goes to camp <laughs> So that's what's yes, going to say. Yes, it is. Uh, more shareable videos and memes and stuff like that. So I think that why that's why uh, the sequel uh, usually has a little bit higher regard than the original. I agree with you. They did get the movie stuff out of the way in the first one where they had to show the characters. Yeah. Was the sequel the one with the line, you know, would you like to buy some Girl Scout cookies? Are they made from real Girl Scouts? They might be. I can't remember that. So okay. I don't know. Usually people cite Aliens, I know, because it's a yeah. different type of movie but it's in some respects it was a better movie as a as a roller coaster ride um people are okay. saying the godfather part two i know empire strikes back try to think what else kind of godfather is probably the biggest example mm-hmm. people think that that's a even split i think um i may be talking about a sequel that <laughs> in my can't look away i'm not sure okay uh, yeah what oh gosh there's quite a can't look away, 2004, Robert. What do you have? Uh, I, I, I want to talk about my runner-up and then my actual one. So, Because I, I was going back and forth, and sometimes I don't make a decision to the last minute. But my runner-up is Catwoman. Mm. Holly Berry's finest role. Yes. and oof, It's in the DC canon. It's, <laughs> it is painful, and it just made you... Like, please, if Michelle Pfeiffer would have came back, you know, there was... And I think at one point they had been thinking about, way before this, obviously, uh, bringing her, you know, to kind of have a kind of spinoff, which I think would have worked. But this is just not a good movie at all. No. 
No, it's not. But I like that you will watch it. I will watch it, too, if it's on. Yeah. Well, because you're like, well, maybe. Yeah. And then you'll see some CGI or just some weird stuff. You know, like the basketball scene is just weird. And like, who are you doing? And it should be good. I mean, you have Halle Berry and Sharon Stone as your villain. Come on. Right. How, yeah. How could you go wrong? But this, I know. They, should, they showed you how you do go wrong. And and they showed very vividly. Yes. But my real can't look away, and I did see this in the theater, and I know we've talked about it here and there, but is Super Babies, <laughs> Baby Geniuses 2. Super Babies. Not just Baby Geniuses 2, but Super Babies, colon, yes. Baby Geniuses 2. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're the only ones in the theater uh, at the time. And my <laughs> I did buy my friend a Baby Geniuses doll that he actually did he brought to the theater with us and i think the ticket takers were like what are you guys doing <laughs> he brought a doll yeah because it was they sold baby geniuses doll so he brought wow the, he brought the, it to the theater to get like, yeah a because they're like it, well you so. have to bring it yeah so and because yeah. the doll would stay stuff like hasta la vista baby. <laughs> and so yeah and and decide yeah <laughs> so it is a horrible horrible movie um, and you really don't know how. Actually, it looks like a Citizen Kane compared to the future Baby Geniuses sequels. But I believe it. Yeah, that's so funny. Isn't is the line decide in this one or the first one? The what? Whether he's like they're like they're talking about something. He's like decide. Like he's the, oh, the baby's. I, oh, I, it might be the first one. I don't it remember. Might be the first one. Then, so, so this it's... one was a, like a huge flop, or I mean, it probably did well, right? If they're making all these sequels. Well, it did obviously did not do well enough that they put any money into the sequels, but it got a theatrical release in two thousand four. Yeah. You know that. Right. Now you look back, and I don't know if you've seen even the trailer. The trailer is kind of like you're like, oh, how did this even get made? Uh, <laughs> but, whew, I it, and it has bouncy boy and whatever and cupid girl and she's she's like it's just it's awful cupid girl yes it's like with a bow and arrow yeah and so she'll like and so like and the one other thing is like she shoots arrows and they see each other and they fall in love and so of course two of the henchmen get shot in the air and they're like i love you you know like this type of oh my gosh so they're really uh, like super babies like superheroes yes and they have a uh, elevator thing down and they have a thing where they're like well do you, now we have to go on a mission yeah oh my gosh but he shoot they shoot like an arrow at like henchmen and they're like oh i love you and they fall yeah. and wow. then they do bring back one of the kids <laughs> from the first one and they call it this time they call him the big kahuna and what? he does flips and yeah uh oh we'll, we'll watch the trailer after we get off and you'll be like how could you sit through 90 minutes of this yes i would like to see that very much i don't i think my friends have still yet to forgive me but that's super that's I, yeah, I, even made a, I don't know if i still have it i probably do somewhere i made a baby geniuses 2 shirt for the movie i was excited for this one <laughs> you made one yeah because you we, mean like you ordered one printed or you physically I, handmade I physically it? made it you know i because you could print on an iron on and then cut it out and make it on of a course shirt because nobody's selling baby geniuses too no but no that merchandise is bootleg only yeah and i was really hoping for a get that baby but right they did not bring that line back well you just said it again at 122 <laughs> i'm gonna have to edit that clip for the beginning of the show you know, someday I will meet Kathleen Turner, and I'm just going to have her sign that. So, you sh- oh, uh, you? How yeah. could you not get that baby? <laughs> She'll be like, "All right, all right." <laughs> uh, my can't look away is Alien versus Predator. 
The first one. There was a sequel that took place in Boulder, Colorado. Yes. Requiem, that one was called, I think. Or... Requiem. Yep. Well, Requiem for a Dream had a lot of good reviews. Let's yeah. put the word Let's Requiem. That, yes. Yeah. Even though it's not a Requiem. Or it should have been Aliens versus Predators or something. Right. That's what I thought. Have you, You've seen this movie, right? I did. This is, this is the North Pole one or something. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Arctic Expedition. Yeah. Goes in, um, and it turns out that it's just a big game that the Predators play for thousands of years. And somehow, Tenochtitlan or some kind of Aztec ruin is now buried in the snow. I don't know how that works. Because they yeah. were only a few thousand years ago. It wasn't like millions. I don't, I don't know the geography of where they were setting this up. Yeah, I remember it being because they left you with too much blank time in the movie because you're, you're already like, you're watching the movie and you're like, wait a second. How could there be this much ice if you're, you're like, you know, like, how did right. this happen? You know, or how'd you get there without hearing the other people? Like, yeah. Yeah, the geology and geography did not match up at all. Yeah. Um, but I will watch it. I do enjoy the alien scenes. Yeah, I'll watch it if it's on. It's a bad movie, but uh, it's like I'll watch Friday the 13th, Jason Takes Manhattan. I know it's bad, <laughs> but it's it's part of a franchise that I love. So I will once yeah. in a while give it a watch. I don't know. I put this on the can look away one though, because I'm like, oof, like can look away. Yeah, I can't, can't look away from this one. So I remember, yeah, and if you know the versus movies rarely work. Um, you know, we right. talked last time about Freddy versus Jason, and uh, there's just yeah, you have too many expectations. You have battling universes that don't quite mesh. Um, right. But, yeah. I also think, too, maybe you agree, maybe you don't, but a lot of the the problem, one of the bigger problems with the crossovers is they wait too long to do it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like film rights and things and cre- uh, intellectual properties a problem, but, you know, the time to do Alien versus Predator or Jason versus Freddy was in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's all fun and dandy in 2000s when you're like, well, let's just, we can do it now. It's like, all <laughs> we right, people finally are gonna, figured out the rights. Right. People are going to see it no matter what, but Really, you missed the mark, you know, by like yeah. 20 years. People, this should have been done earlier if you really cared. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm just, you got me thinking, though. Baby geniuses versus who knows what. It's a Ooh. whole universe. Look who's talking. The look who's yeah. talking, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Baby geniuses. Travolta's not doing anything. Christy Alley's definitely not doing anything. And after Gotti, <laughs> Travolta won't be doing anything for a while. <laughs> oh, this is just ripe for... Yeah. find out who has the rights uh. I think you need to start doing some research on that you can make this for a buck 99 at Lacey Street Studio <laughs> let's do it let's do it <laughs> see Kathleen Turner yeah she's she ready just, to do it yeah um, oh, and then is what's his name still alive John Voight sure is okay, he's definitely so, not doing yeah, anything he, so, yeah see he, he was in all the baby geniuses sequels from two oh, nice. on so he would definitely be up for it so well i yeah. think he was like blacklisted or something right well i don't think he's a nice person so not blacklisted but yeah they're yeah. not going to work with people that are dicks yeah so but he'll show up in baby geniuses sequels get that baby ah uh, i would see I if it. i would direct i would make sure that she said that line at least three times oh you'd have to and you would have to say we didn't really get it right can you do it again or we weren't actually rolling. We yeah. need to do it 20 more times. And I'll be smiling the whole time. <laughs> I just love that that was in the trailer, too. Like, you watch oh, yeah. the original baby. It's, get that baby! Yeah. 
What, I see why it, like, were they? Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It just makes me want to see it. Yeah. So you got to watch it. Yeah. Why were they trying to get the babies though to harness their power? Yeah. There's this whole thing about like you know if we could understand you know, that baby talk is actually real, they're actually saying stuff, and then they lose it after once they pick up actual language. But they, I think they kind of had. They knew the whole universe, you know, they had all the secrets to life. Um, but Right. They needed yeah. to get that, the talking babies. Yeah. You know, and Kim Cattrall, she's not doing anything. She's not doing Sex in the City no. 3 so, or no. whatever it is. But so. Yeah, absolutely you know, not. She's, they're all available. Everybody back. <laughs> Somebody please reach out to these people. Let them know we're, we're, they're, we're being, they're being considered. I would love to try to pitch this to a studio and they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What? Be like, yeah, baby geniuses. You know, they made like six of them. <laughs> oh. Did you want to get into? Um, I didn't know if you wanted to do this for another show or save it. Did you want to get into the future uh, of the I movie we'll, period? I, I think we'll save that for another show. I think it deserves its own. Yeah. Segment own thing maybe. Yeah. But uh, so this was a good show. Do you have anything else you want to get into or? No. Um, as a whole, 2004 is just not that. The top ten is obviously not that good. And then as a whole, but 2004 was the first time I ever saw Madonna. So that was my highlight. Oh, that really? Year. Yeah. What tour was that? The reinvention tour. This was when she sang, uh, hung up. She, nope. That was the next tour. That was confessions tour. So got it. This was, she was supposed to be the American life tour and American life album did not do that well. Um, oh. um it, it did have die another day. Boy. I need to lay down on it, but I need uh, to lay down. It's my favorite Madonna spoken line. I need a glass of water and a towel. <laughs> That'll be your next one. <laughs> um, I need some water. I need some water. Can you please uh, reheat my tea? But yeah, so this one, she, I think she intentionally picked a song from every album at the very least. So she, it kind of was not a greatest mm-hmm. hits, but she wanted to kind of, kind of touch a little bit on everything. So I, I kind of like that a lot. Yeah. You know, to show the range. Mm-hmm. Give give longtime fans the respect they deserve with yes. you know, some older stuff. So, Play yeah. your borderline. I don't know if she yeah she did get into the groove. I remember so she did some oldies uh, as well. Oh, she likes to do mostly new. The but she started off with a Vogue, so you can't go wrong there. Holiday? Did she ever play Holiday? Holiday was the big end to this. Oh, and nice! So, See, yeah, there you so go. It was, what it a great tour! A end. And this was the time where they were still throwing confetti. Uh, Oh, really? Ends, you know, they blast confetti all over the place. And I have, I still have my bag of red and white confetti that she... From uh, the first I, show? I scooped up, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I still have my, my, ba- my VIP badge and stuff like that, so... This is the first show you ever went to? Yeah, so row 13, seat 13 in Chicago. Wow. The first time. Yeah, in, she was, in Chi-Town? Yeah, she, I remember she was coming up through... Uh, she started kind of underneath the stage, and she came up kind of on all fours and stuff uh and i just remember it's like oh my god she's real because i just never seen her in person never before. seen her before so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's in the flesh yeah and it was weird because i was close enough you could kind of see her facial expressions and she you could sign kind of like i remember i watched her go up you could kind of see her looking out of the eye at the audience just to see you know see like what yeah gauge the crowd Sizing it up. Like yeah so so That's I liked so it so much that uh, I got home that night and I was like, I need to see her again. I booked a ticket to Chicago two weeks later to see her. Oh, no way. Even, even closer. Yeah. Rose. Did you yeah. drive there from Omaha? No, I fly. Yeah. So, so you, you like sp- spend the night in Chicago? It's like, yeah. 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 So, that, so then you, um, your first concert was in Chicago. 
yep, Madonna. Yep. Oh, that is so cool. That's exciting. United Center. Yeah, where the Bulls play, right? The Red Wings or so. the Blackhawks? I think so. Yeah. 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 I know where that is. That's cool. That's a great time. Yeah. How'd you get the confetti home? You had bags with you? Yeah. I think I just skipped up, put in my my uh, pants you... and stuff like that. So. Yeah. No, that's exciting. How many concerts did you go on the uh, on that tour? Just two. So yeah. I was that's young. That's all, I'm not young. I was younger, I should say. You're I younger. That's all I could afford. Bob the time. was 14 or, that year. I didn't get to be. I didn't quite do ludicrous amounts of. <laughs> but yeah. I think yeah, the Confessions tour I saw eight times. Nice. And at that one, they put uh, foil balloons out uh, for instead of confetti. So, but yeah, you were lucky if you got one because obviously. You had to be on the the floor to get one, and you had to be a lucky one to grab it and hold on to it. Right, because you could lose that easily when people are like trying to grab it, snatch it. And it actually said "Confessions Tour." Um, oh, nice. So yeah, so it was it was definitely a keepsake. You got one of those? Oh yeah. Oh wow, so, that's so we'll, cool. We'll talk about that in two thousand six. All right, yeah. we will indeed. That's going to be our show tonight. Thank you to Robert Patterson as always for. Being here on set dash or set set jetter Saturdays and follow him uh, on Instagram at set underscore jetter, as well as his website at set dash jetter dot com. Marvel's here. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on the set. Treat her like, treat her like, you gotta treat her like